shout of joy. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Glory to God. suspended the message to, to preach the song. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Hallelujah. till today this business has been going on for the Lord 2014 till date that's how many years now how many years how many years how many years does it make any sense to you does it ring any bell So this season of the beauty of the cross shall be unto you a time of liberty. A time of liberation. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord shall perfect everything that concerns your life. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. We saw some shakings here and there concerning the program. And um, this morning I sat there and I laughed. This man that sometimes we talk about is called the peeper. He peeps. And when he sees great things about to happen, he moves. And because he does have power to change, he tricks. Amen. So he begins to raise stumbling blocks here and there. But this meeting is appointed of the Lord. And there is nothing that can change what God wants to do with your life. Glory to God. Every single day in this meeting will take you to another height. In the name of Jesus Christ. And this morning I'm laying a foundation. For the others to build upon. What is the theme for this picture of the cross? What's the theme of it? Time for what? Eh. What does it tell you? Praise God. Our Father will give you praise. We thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please have your seats and put your hands together unto the most high God. Glory to God in the highest. If you saw, I changed the order of this normal talk. Have your seats. God say, put your hands together as you have your seats. How will you put your hands together as you are having your seat? That's why most times you stop clapping. But now sit down and do what? And clap. Amen. Praise God. Something happened yesterday. Anytime we're going to have a program like this, I become very, very sensitive and pick on every happening and subject those ones to the realm of the spirit. Amen. I don't, I don't let anything pass by naturally. Everything must fall under the 
microscope of the spirit of God and to give you signals and information as to what God is about to do Amen I was with one great man yesterday and he told me he said uh, daddy I'm having a problem I said, what's your problem the place where they want to have our graduation the school's graduation was becoming a problem because of the COVID situation and they had met and talked and talked and talked and there was no solution so I sat I was looking at him like that and suddenly you know, the Holy Ghost just dropped something in my heart I said one hall is enough for four sessions of graduation in one day he said good God I never thought about this one at all that is what happens when good things are about happening. The enemy brought in so many problems. How do we do it? Let's do one today. Let's do one the next day. The next week we'll do one. The next, what kind of confusion is that one? And I've never thought about that one. It is good you came here today. Now you see something about your life that calls for solution. It's about to die. Because the solution will surely drop in the course of this program in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is why you cannot miss even a single day. Cannot. And in a meeting like this, please pay particular attention and let your focus be on the altar here. When you are taught, or your word may come when you least expect it. What will come? Your word. There was a challenge I was trying to solve for months. But just yesterday, it dropped. It is not an accident. It's a divine comfort. Divine assurance of what God intends to do in this meeting. I don't take things that God does for granted. And there is nothing little that God does. Whatever God does is mighty and very great. You have made God's issue so simple that you can't even be grateful for what he does because this is a little one. This what? There's nothing little. God doesn't do little things. Everything he does is great because he's great. Amen. I see every challenge of your life answering to your move in the name of Jesus Christ. Every challenge in your life will answer to the power of the cross in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. In one of our meetings, I, I made an observation. Some people say that the days of the cross, the teaching of the cross is over. That the cross has done its own work and is over now. They have taught that one in high places. I want to still remind you today that it's a lie. It is what? You can never talk about the New Testament not even the old testament without reference to the cross if the cross is not there there is no bible do you hear what i said if the cross is not there there is no bible you can quote me anywhere because it is the cross that gives credence to the old testament fulfillment to all the prophecies and the postulations of the men of God the same cross tells you that the things in the New Testament are real there is nothing that anybody can say about the cross if you want to be lazy you are free when you forget about the cross of Jesus you die out of your heritage not over it will not be over until he comes over Ever. So please take note. The cross is very vital. If I were you, I would visit the cross every morning. I would do what? Go there every morning and see what was done to make you who you are today. So you can properly appreciate the things that God has done. It's amazing. 
Tambezi. Tambezi. Never take God for granted, please. Tell your friend for me. Tell that person, never take God for granted. Man. Love the tap root of the cross. That's my teaching this morning. Okay, it's my conversation with you this morning. Love. The tap root of the cross. Is everyone who is no who is cursed is the one that hangs on the tree. When we talk of the beauty of the cross, we are talking about the fruit of the cross. What the cross presents to us. It is producing because a tree. And whatever you give to the tree is what it carries across. Love is a tap root of the cross. So the, the nutrients that run through the cross and the main tree and its branches is nothing but the love of God that's running through. I want to show you something about Jesus Christ for you to understand what I'm talking about. The motivation that he had to go to the cross was love. There was danger ahead of him in that place where he wanted to go to. And yet he said he would go. And that is one of the things we've got to consider when I said the other time that Jesus was not praying that God should take away the, the cross, the death on the cross from him. No. He knew it and he worked towards it. He was warned by many but he kept on going. How could he at one moment he begin to become shaken, run away from the reality? How could fear now grip him to the extent that he was asking God? It wasn't like that. There was just one death that he had to go through to ensure that men could be saved. If he had died any other way, would he be here? And I've said that one over and over again. I'm so convinced about it. Theologically, you can say it's wrong. Spiritually, you cannot say so. And I'll mention a few things to you this morning. He could not. He didn't go to the cross the way others went to the cross. He went to the cross. It was a strange cross was not the same as the one the ones that the two other guys who were flanking him had no the one to his left the one to his right their cross was different those ones were cross of bitterness of anger and of pain his cross was the cross of love because the tap root was love so he could endure and pray for his for his who oh tell me pray for who I want to hear you. Pray for who? Oh. Those who were persecuting, those who were killing him, he prayed for them. I think it's easy for you to be hanging over there and then instead of raining curses upon the people who are killing you, you are still asking God to forgive them. Was he bitter? No. It was a path he had to follow. And he was convinced beyond every doubt and argument of men to go that way. I don't like these people's attitude towards me, but I cannot stop dying for them. Why? I'm constrained by love. I have to go. Die for them. And they kept on cursing him. And yet he went to the cross. 
one of the disciples asked him, but I think to all of them, all of them. That time he went to Judah, well, Jerusalem in particular. He wanted to kill you, and now you say you want to go again. That's in chapter 11 of John's Gospel. You want to go there again, and Jesus says something very interesting. Let's go there. I'll be reading from John much more today than ever before. Amen. <laughs> yeah, let's go to John chapter 11. Now, the beginning of that chapter, a message got to him concerning his friend Lazarus, who was said to be. They said he was dead. Have you? Uh-huh, they said so. Now, a certain man sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and his sister Martha it was that Martha which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with his hair whose brother Lazarus was sick therefore his sister sent unto him saying Lord behold the the one whom you love is sick Jesus said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the son of God might be glorified thereby you understand that grammar over there it is for the glory of God that the son of man would also be glorified as God is glorified when your life glorifies God you are glorified his glory must come before you talking about glory that's why it is safer for you not to take glory for yourself but that you forget about yourself and let the, the Lord have all the glory Jesus Christ said it this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the son of God might be glorified thereby glorified thereby now eventually the man died he says he didn't move until the fourth day the man died and his body began to stink if Jesus really claimed that the guy was his friend why didn't he respond immediately that's the problem we have when we begin to mix humanity with spiritual things when we mix humanity human feelings, human attitudes with spiritual things your friends will talk to you they mean well but they are talking human knowledge and you don't have to listen to them let it be purely spiritual If Lazarus were sleeping or asleep, should they have to take us to leave from here to go and wake him up? That's human thinking. They couldn't get it. Like many of us don't get spiritual things. So somebody greets you with a blessing and you reject it because it didn't say the words you were expecting. Somebody meets you and he said you are radiant the first thing that comes to your mind is the dress you are wearing and the shoe you have on the man is appreciating my dress and my shoe and that's where it ends the man didn't say you are looking radiant the man says you are radiant purge your mind of the things of the flesh and fill your mind with things of the spirit and be so sensitive spiritually to take advantage of every single thing that God sends your way always remember there's no time he will leave you or turn his back to you he is with you and with us every time if he is with me then he must be speaking to me if he is with me then he must be giving me direction 
if he is with me then he must be doing some strange work in my life why don't i see and why don't i hear because we have limited his operations to the realms of the earth we want to see god behave like our fathers we want to see god behave like our uncles and like our mothers we want to see god behave like our friends so we don't see a difference when it is not friendship approach but it's a spiritual approach you are a spirit man filled with the holy ghost you read bible every time and yet you don't think spiritually that was the nature of these disciples until later let us go and wake him up he said to him in verse 7 he says let us go into Judea again his disciples say unto him master the Jews of late sought to stone you and now you want to go again you went on evangelism last week and someone insulted you and slapped you and you're carrying your bible you are going out again and your mother with the pain of motherhood ojo it is possible it may happen but is that the truth? no are you going to go again? normal logic I shouldn't go again because I almost died but spiritual logic every single minute is different from the next every single minute is different from the next yesterday was different from today the next one hour ahead of me is different from the one I saw why he does new things he does what new things. so I had challenges but I've got to go again if he permits me to move my feet for this assignment which is not carnal but spiritual then there is something great ahead of me there this is the way of the Lord if he doesn't want you to go he will talk to you if he talks and you don't hear he will try to stop you at all costs if you see that he's trying to stop you and you defy him then you have to go and bear the challenge with your skin. With what? Your own skin. Your own skin. We're coming from the house. I don't like wearing uh, um, seat belts. It suffocates me. I very uncomfortable. And when we left the house, at one point. I received a warning. I didn't listen because I needed to overtake some guys ahead of me. Front. I increased my speed. And then he says, Your defense is what you are destroying. <laughs> we went ahead somewhere. Got to the traffic light. I put on my seatbelt. I was surprised my wife didn't see anything. Always shouting, wear your seatbelt, wear your seatbelt. You can't keep on rejecting God's counsel and think you will get to where you are going. My natural being said, these things are for kids. The one who made the car says, put on seatbelt. That protector you have in front, what is the name of that protector? The airbag responds to the seat belt. In case you don't know, there are powerful airbags over there, but you, you, you don't have your seat belt on. When you go to crash, you will not crash. I'm only trying to make an, a statement. 
the airbag will, will not show forth in your direction at all. Don't come to you. The blow up like that. You see it, but it won't protect you. I have always defied it. But this morning I was surprised that he was trying to talk to me about that. How can God descend so low to be talking about seatbelt? Because we are very important to him. Somebody must die on the cross. But not just any cross. But the cross with the top root of which is love. God's kind of love. The man did not go there with bitterness. He didn't go there regretting. He didn't go there crying for vengeance. He had been persecuted and maltreated for so many years. He didn't go there with anything like that inside him. He went there with a high level of love. Even though they don't like me, I have the responsibility to save them. That your friend who offended you naturally deserves any ill treatment that you want to give to the person. But that is not you. You are a different person altogether. Your life is anchored in the love of God for him and for mankind. So you cannot stay on that agenda or that agendum. Say, because you offended me, I wish I will not do it to him, but I wish somebody else will do. When I mean more, be boy, and I mean you. What is that? You know, me, the memo now, more be more. Me, you know, I may bomb me so many people. Friends, why are they a power? Manuko Fiku doesn't make you a Christian. This whole thing about Jesus going to the cross and dying is nothing but service. Service to who? To mankind. Making himself available for the love of God to express itself in the lives of people. So his cross couldn't have been anything else but one that is rooted. There will be no, there won't have been any beauty. There won't have been any beauty at all. If the top root of the cross is not love, I was reading something this morning at the office, and my mind went to some prophetic thing I saw in 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 um, in Proverbs concerning the bone of Jesus. He said, "Not one of his bones." I saw when night was about falling. The day was giving room to a day that was forbidden. It was forbidden in that period for them to do anything barrier, no work. The night was drawing near very fast. They went to their leaders. They asked that they should be allowed to go forth and break their legs. Break what? Their legs. Of all those guys who were hanging over there, then take them down which means that if they were to be buried that day they will be alive and be buried and because this great sacrifice was so important to God he watched over every single step to ensure that the purpose would not be defeated He has said not one bone will be broken. But at a time when they made up, made up their minds to go and break. Jesus gave up the ghost. But he was already gone. When they got there, there was no need for anyone to break his leg. Why? You will never be found wanting. Before the enemy strikes, you will have moved a step ahead of him. Why? He that watches over us, neither sleeps nor slumbers. 
Jesus said, verse 9, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If any walk in the day, he stumbled not, because he seeth the light of this world. Now that statement could be taken literally. But it's not a literal statement. There is where to belong to ensure divine program does not fail. There is where to what? To belong. Because the entire move was the move of love, the love of God. There was where to stand. You are a Christian. You are a child of God. God has a program for your life. There is where to stand to make sure God's program is not going to fail in your life and that place is nowhere than the light you stand in light you take advantage of light I'm not talking about this afternoon is it morning this morning the heavy sunshine that's what I'm talking about I'm not talking about from 6am to 6pm no, I'm talking about the light of God stand in the light of God and sit on the light of God. If any man walks in the light, he does not stumble. He cannot fail. There will be no abortion of his programs. But if a man walketh in the night, he will hit his, his foot against the stone. He will stumble and may you fall. Jesus was passing across a very important message. If you know your life is anchored in God, and God's love is what is taking you from one point to the other. Then where must you be to ensure you get your destination? You abide in that love. You are a product of the love of God. That tree that came upon the, upon the cross that you partook of. Not the tree that Adam and Eve went to, I mean Eve went to take or partake of. But you are a different person. It's a different thing altogether. It was the fruit of love that was hanging over there. And the top put of the tree was nothing but love. So that tree produced love. That one who hung over there was Jesus Christ. The love of God in the expression. And you partook of him. The day you got born again. You chose to eat love. When you eat love, expect love to run through your system. And when love is running through your system, always be where love is. That's the company you belong to. You belong to a love company. Hallelujah. Outside that one, there's nothing you can talk about the cross and see it profiting you. You know, I have a cross around my neck here. It does not mean anything spiritually. I think it's just to, okay, I think I wore it today to remind you of the cross. It doesn't do anything. Don't be offended. In my father's town, there was a, a man who lived. He's dead now. When he died, he didn't rise again. Every Easter, he used to act the crucifixion. One strange thing about the fellow is that he had one bad leg. But he, went, he endured the wood that he went to cut. And people actually were beating him. You know these small boys now? when you say you are acting Christ, they know Christ was beaten. They don't beat you well. Sometimes he got wounded. And whatever he did over there did not mean anything. It had no physical, I mean, spiritual con connotation at all. It's not something they act. No, you don't act it. It is one act that happened that no one can reenact it is not possible it is it happened once we can only believe what happened and talk about it and enjoy the fruit of it but we don't ask all oh, this one that they are acting somebody acted the, they said what, what, what's the name the passion of christ now remember when we were at one point we know we moved from place to place like that we showed that one during the easter period and one of our pastors Say you will not watch it. I said you will watch it. 
You will surely watch. It's not with us now. You, you, you will watch it. And he cried throughout. He cried throughout. As he was watching, he was crying. Now, I believe that that kind of sorrow was a positive one. Looking at what happened. But if after that one, you go to behave anyhow, then you don't have faith in that which happened. I saw palm branches here. What do they call it? Palm fronts or palm branches? Whatever name is called. We were doing that one some time ago. I'm not saying it's wrong. No. Can you imagine a person who was going to die? Then entered the city carried by an animal. A man they were looking for to kill. You know, entered the city with pomp. And people were shouting. Blessed be the Lord for the king that cometh. And they are looking for him to kill you. He didn't care a bit about what people were talking. He was fulfilling scriptures. Because sitting on the court was prophetic. It had been said before. He was fulfilling scriptures. It wasn't manipulated by him. People did it. He said they should go and get him a call because God had instructed him. He sat on it and people removed their clothes and, and their, their palm branches and the branches of other trees spread them over for him to walk on. Why? Because he was king and they got offended. The man knew that death was waiting for him but he never ran away from death. Why? Because that death was to lift him. It was to do what? To lift. See, sometimes as believers and as pastors and leaders in the faith, when we're talking about the church, we must remember people whose blood had gone onto the earth for the sake of this world. Remember the number of missionaries that came and died. They laid their life down that the gospel will reach onto this earth here. They were killed. Different ways of killing people were exhibited. Get this too. So when it is your turn, remember that somebody paid a price. I'm not saying it's your turn to go and die. Yeah, when it is your turn, do this work. Remember that some dangerous foundations have been laid before it got to your turn. I went to a city and one day, one deeper life pastor spoke with me and said, that he said, my brother, thank God for Jesus. Amen. Then this town, a few years ago, we didn't have carried your Bible the way you are carrying it now. I said, what happened? He said, we had to cover our Bibles with newspapers and put them under our armpit. Because the mere father you are holding Bible, you might not get to your church. Anyone that saw you, the Muslims, they will start stoning you. The town is called Azari in Bauchi State in Nigeria. That many, many pastors have died in this town. When he told me that one, I went back to my office and I sat down to reflect. If many pastors have died because of the gospel in this town and I now have the liberty to stand and talk and sing, then I should be grateful to God in honor of those who died to make this work come to pass. Oh, but you may say that they died because they were not spiritual enough. And Jesus wasn't spiritual then. Death was waiting. And love was pushing him. Death was calling. And love was answering. They planned to kill him. He knew they were planning. Is that one of you is going to betray me? And you are still sitting down there. One is going to betray you. You are still sitting down here. In chapter 13, he told the man. He said, that without doers, do it what? Quickly. 
he knew the man and he was advising the man be fast about what you are going to do heaven is waiting for it what it is the root of love I was holding the cross for the deed to be done and the deed was done several years ago we are beneficiaries of that great thing that happened on that cross now you see if I'm going to Kumasi my story is not and I got to Kumasi no my story is that I took a bus maybe from circle and we passed through Accra the traffic was heavy we spent about two hours in Accra before getting out your journey to Kumasi the woes and the sorrows began from your entering the bus and then the delay and then on the way the number of policemen that stopped you if you're a police person here allow me to talk that tried to take bribe from you while you are driving your own car returned from Nigeria went to Kumasi we were coming back and they stopped us around this um, Linda door area there one lady was delaying us other vehicles were passing our car had Nigerian registration on it so they have gotten a foreigner so they were passing so I asked the lady madam and I say, ah. There's no interpretation on this one. See You want you are just keeping us here because we are strangers. No, 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 no. We've made me so uncomfortable. So let us go. Then she just laughed. I said, Go. But I left. All these travails you have on the way. You had travails here. Rejection of one that you have taken as your own. One that you have helped. One that you have fed. One that you are close. It rejects you. When you see that what happened in your ministry now, you don't have to be angry. That's that long ago. Long ago. Wasn't no Moses that brought the sister Mariam and the, and the brother, what's that his name? Aaron, out of Egypt. They didn't dare go against him. At one point they were asking, is Moses the only person God should be talking to? What about us? They have forgotten. They had forgotten that this man sacrificed his life to go and meet Pharaoh who had been killed because already he was a wanted man in that nation. So, so betrayal and disappointment from people close to you is normal with men. It's what? It's normal with men but you are an abnormal person. So abnormal people don't allow normal things to trouble them. Also stop disturbing your life over those who reject you. <laughs> let, them, let them reject you. Go ahead. Do what? So he is kept on suffering from one point to the other. It's part of the cross. The cross that he was going to bear before he eventually got to the cross. He shed his blood at various points of his body before he got there. Pain, frustration, rejection attempts to kill him several times but love was pushing him if Jesus had wanted to resign he had had enough but resigned long before he went to the garden of Gethsemane long before I've gone away what is my problem after I have no sin I don't have any sin I, I'm not the one who is the beneficial of this what I'm going to do and if the people themselves are not serious why should I trouble myself that is human thinking so as a leader when you get to that point 
and you allow the pressure of the people to make you turn around from the vision that God has given to you, you are disappointing God, not anybody. All of you here, leader, from my resident pastor to the rest who will be coming on board, take note of that one. A see, a dumb, any tree, they are awesome to crack it. And now open it to and your horn I saw. I won't explain this one until you give me money. Praise God. Those are the sayings of our elders. That when somebody has done the hoeing of the farm and he wants to remove the, 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 the metal point, you know, from the wood. It is the back, the back of the head of the elder that they knock the thing back for the metal to come out. That's it. Penetico and your home also. Come any During war, they look out for the leader, the king. When they locate him, Everybody leaves the other people and they target that person alone. If we kill this person, victory has come. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will do what? Will scatter. So you are a Christian leader. You are the target of the enemy. The only thing that will keep you soaring high in the midst of the challenges is your connection to this thing called love. Come to tell me somebody else when I say pray for that person. Pray for who? I cannot pray for this person. With all the things that he has done, no way. You tell Jesus, Lord, forgive me for this one. Forgive me. He said, God will understand. There are things God cannot understand with all his mightiness. He can't understand that one. Hallelujah. Right. So if love is a motivation, motivating factor and the current upon which he rode, then in a time like this, you must reflect on that same love. That same love. This is the cross of love. The blood is the blood of love. Nothing else. I read the final scripture. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Chapter 11 of John's Gospel. Verse 49 down. And one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to, him, to them, You know nothing at all. Nor do you consider that it's expedient for us that one, one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. Now, Consider you don't you are not considering that one man should die. Save all. That was Caiaphas, the high priest. Let one man die. We are going to kill that man and save the rest of the nation and the world. So he knew that somebody should die for others. But it was a man he didn't like. He didn't like because his teachings were against his own. He didn't like because he has started a group, a new move. When the Lord shows you revelation in this world and you begin to talk about the revelation, your own colleagues, ministers, will fight you. And if you didn't hear God properly, you will join the crowd. You do what? If all of them say it is not true, then it is not true. 
but let God be true and let all men be liars let's go on now this he did not say on his own authority but being high priest that year he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation it wasn't Caiaphas who was talking revelation the kind that Peter also gave now go ahead and not for that nation only but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad do you see the assignment that he would die for the nation and not just for the nation that through his death the children of God who were scattered abroad would be gathered that's what the scripture is saying about the prophecy If that is the case and which really is he spoke something that he didn't know was going to happen it happened love planned love provoked if he came from one of their own then they were ready to receive it let's kill this man You are a beneficiary of the death of that man. One of the divine reasons why he was killed was that he would gather God's children from afar off and bring them together. If you are a beneficiary, then it becomes your responsibility and my responsibility. To ensure that that purpose is achieved. And not to give in to the challenges of your day. For you to sit back. Don't. Always some of them are far away some are very close to you but they have not seen the light and you are a torch bearer it is your duty to ensure that this one see the light and draw closer to the cross you can't go through a season like this and still be adamant to that unique assignment of you bringing people to the cross bringing them to Jesus gathering them together I have sheep who are presently not here they also I should bring to the barn in John chapter 10 I should bring them to the barn I should bring them to the fold and he gave us that assignment to go and bring them to the fold. And all you know to say, at the Bonye four near as two two four, they are all criminals and prostitutes. Who else? And what were you before you became who you are now? Hmm? What were you? I was with a pastor yesterday and I told him the number of times I rejected people who had brought God's message to me. And I think I've mentioned that to you here. Somebody came and told me, said, God told me to tell you that he needs you to preach the gospel. And I told that person, go and tell God that if he's short of staff, I'm not the one he should look for. My friend Reverend Okafo looked at me and said, Brother Fusa, I said, I'm not your brother. I'm not your brother. You are a thief. I'm not a thief. You are stealing money from children. He said, This Bible, you will preach it. 
after you were a liar. He said, it won't be long. From now. If the love of God searched and found me, I resisted him, but he kept on pressing forward and brought me to where I am today. I will be a beast not to share the same gospel with those who are lost. I'm not insulting you. But if you are not moved by the quest to share Christ with others, then you are not behaving as a child of God. Simon was to gather them from everywhere God's own children, the ones he has created gather them from everywhere and then you are now his feet and his hands you are an extension of Christ wherever you go but as Simon must follow you I pray that between now and Sunday as the message is to be going on you will come to understand that this triumph is not for singing and dancing this triumph is singing to win souls, dancing to bring souls in, speaking to bring souls. Tell the Lord. These five days ahead of me, I'm asking for transformation to conform the cross and the purpose of that cross. I'm asking for a touch of the Holy Ghost to rise beyond myself and go to seek that who will please my Lord. He died for me because he loved me. He went to the cross to be punished because he loved me. And that same love you placed on my inside, I want to see me walking and doing the things the cross wants me to do. Moved by the love of God. I'm not turning my back to my Savior again. But I live to please Him. There are 24 hours in a day. There's where light is. There's where darkness also is. If any man to walk in the light, he walks to show forth the glory of God. For his glory to be seen. I desire, Lord, to show forth the glory of God. That God will take all the glory in my life. Surrender yourself to him again today. Surrender yourself to him. And tell him, Lord, here am I. It is my strong desire to live for you. Glorify yourself in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are here this morning. You have not given your life to Jesus Christ. That's the first call. For you to come to the fold of Christ. For you to become a beneficiary of the love that Christ came to give to us. For you to go for and show the glory of God. That is just your beginning. Anybody here this morning you have not given your life to Jesus. You will be attending church all the same. Where you are, I want to pray with you before I sit down. The greatest thing we can do to appreciate Jesus is to respond to his call of love. So let it be, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, as your people have surrendered themselves to you again today, I pray for your hand of love to reach unto everyone. The Lord, you will take us on this journey. A journey to show forth the glory of God. A journey to show forth appreciation of what Jesus came to do. A journey of love. A journey of love. A journey of love, Lord. But in spite of everything, just as Jesus surrendered himself, because of love we will also do say in our weakness we receive help from you Lord where it appears impossible we thank you for the Holy Ghost Holy Spirit we are in your hands 
to perfect the love of God in us. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah.